that electric moment when a ball hits the back of the net. Unbelievable game. Two great teams going at it. Compared to the other three beside him, like he just looks like the new cafe or something. We are making a documentary about how shit our club is. <laughs> VR is bullshit. Who is the biggest cheater in football tonight? Harry Kane, without a fucking doubt. Without a fucking doubt. Hello, good evening. Um, we are back. The football babble a day later. Uh, just life got in the way. Uh, just myself, Phil, uh, cousin Mud, Jonathan, and Stephen tonight. Breton has had the going adventure to find his wallet. God love him. And Paddy is in Porto enjoying himself on a little family holiday. Uh, it's just the three of us tonight. Hello, Stephen. Hello, Jonathan. Good evening. Evening. Um, <clears throat> lot to talk about tonight. We there's obviously big results of the weekend. Uh, Arsenal went away to Chelsea and won Liverpool beat Spurs um, Manchester United beat my Villa a couple of other different things but there was then we're going to talk about the Champions League draw two to get into but then yesterday just around before lunchtime news broke that FSG current owners of Liverpool Football Club are willing to sell the club so we're going to start there tonight because um, we'll all have the three of us will all have I'm sure different opinions on it and what we think, what way we think this is going to go. Um, me being the sole Liverpool fan tonight, you probably want me to go first, lads. Sure. Kill yourself, go on. I mean, don't don't kill yourself. I mean, just you know, <laughs> knock, your, knock yourself out. That's what I meant to say. Sorry. <laughs> kill yourself. Okay, no bother. That's the short podcast. Apologies for that. Um, <laughs> uh, yes. The uh, this is. Do you know what I was t- saying to Jonathan beforehand, Steve? Before you came on there, it's really unnerving, unnerving, unnerving. It's uh, uh I don't know what's going to come next, you know. And that's that is the 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 worry now. FSG haven't been perfect owners, uh, and not that they've been far far from it, but I'd have say uh, uh I'd say a hundred. I'd give them maybe a seventy eight. They've won everything, don't get me wrong, but there's been times where they've really fucking made idiots of themselves, like Super League, uh, ticket prices, trying to trade mark the, the name Liverpool, a few different things like that. That hasn't gone well, so they we marked down. But they've been great owners in other ways. Well, they, they brought Jurgen Klopp in, they brought play, certain players in that we've all loved on the door, the Liverpool fans, as I said, they've won everything that they can. So it's, it's been great, but... um and. I, I like was wasn't looking, I wasn't thinking this at all. This was coming down the line that they were going to be maybe uh, sell soon. I didn't think they'd sell it forever, but I didn't think it was going to come just yet. I thought they'd maybe see out Jurgen Klopp's tenure at the club and then possibly things go on from there. But anyway, but the worry for me is that the next owners, how you get a billionaire <laughs> that isn't a complete bastard? I mean, they don't exist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but then. The the main worry for me is, and I'm sure you two both know this, is if it's a if it's sport washing nation, like uh, that's me done. You know, I, I I can't I can't pump money. I can't buy Finnicate. I can't buy ticket match ticket. I, I I just couldn't do. It. I couldn't support it. 
which would be a really very, very difficult moment. Like, and I know people listen to this, well, not everyone listening to this probably isn't football, to be honest, but people hear me say this and you're like, it's only football, but like, I, I hate that saying, I've said it enough times, it's not only football because it's not. Like, you're you're bought into it, you buy into it, you love it 90 minutes, or if it's another team, another sport, it's whatever duration that's on, it takes you away from all the mundane shit in life and it's your thing and you love and adore it and then that will be taken away from me. So Liverpool are in a real spot now as a fan, like, where do we go next? So many fans, uh, I'm sure you've seen it, are all delighted. They want an oil state. They want the big cash. They want to compete with City financially and obviously Newcastle are new overlords financially. Um, and then all the ones you'll see that uh, don't, they want an owner to come in. Just like what FSG have come in and, and sort of keep it steady and try and work within your means and different things and whatever. So it's a real weird situation. What do you, Steve... I'll go to you first because I'll tell you what, I, I work, one of my friends in work, uh, Darren, he won't mind me saying his name, when when it was announced yesterday that this was happening, he's a diehard United fan and he's like, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm not stuck with the Glazers. That was his sentence. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because he's haven't been able to move on. So, like, what is it? Like, first of all, what do you make of this thing from FSG? Before we get into it, where, where we're going to go, where they could go next. And then as a United fan, where you're still stuck with the Glazers, what, what, like, what do you think? Um, I think it probably feels like the right time um, for them to sell. Um, I think that they're probably looking at where this season might pan out for Liverpool and and maybe Champions League football won't be there at the end of the year. I'm trying to get a sale done before then. I think that's probably going to be part of the, the top process. I think it's a very interesting time to be looking at selling though when we appear to be on like the brink of a, a global recession, a third once in a lifetime global recession of my lifetime. Um, Shit. Sucks being old, man. Sucks being old. <laughs> um, but I, I, I think it's an interesting move because I, I know that I know that FSG haven't been perfect. I do, but I, I look at some Liverpool fans on my Twitter feed, and I do not understand the the torrent of abuse directed at FSG. Like, mm-hmm. Liverpool have invested, with the exception of midfield players between the ages of 25 and 30, have invested very well. Um, they have structured their contracts really well. They've put in, like, really, really clever wage structures. They've kept their coach happy. Um, and they've kept the vast, vast majority of players within the club happy. What more do you want from an ownership? And they seem to stay out of the the the, the day to day running of Liverpool. Like I know there's that guy, um, oh, what's his name? Klopp's mate, um, Mike Gordon. Mike Gordon yeah. is it? Yeah, that like obviously he's he's the guy that controls the purse strings there um, at Liverpool, and I obviously that probably presents a question mark about Klopp's future, like, because I know those two are very, very close. And I know that Gordon is the one who kind of basically gets the money for Klopp, for players that Klopp wants and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So that will be interesting. But I think it's, we're leading into a situation where there is currently, and I think this is a massive factor that I don't think has been discussed anywhere else. And forgive me if if, if it has. There is an NFL team about to become available for sale. There's an NBA team potentially about to become available. Yeah. Uh, 
Liverpool in that world are third in the pecking order for purchasing. Yeah. So I think that's Liverpool's problem is that if they want an, a US owner, a non-state owner, that might be the the trouble for them. That like that Washington football team could be available, a Las Vegas basketball team could be available. Uh, this is this is like it's. Uh, have you been looking at my phone? Have you been tapping into my phone, Steve? <laughs> this, this is this is my notes and like. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's brilliant. Like it's perfect. The Las Vegas basketball team. Uh, Johnny, in case you haven't heard this over the summer, but I know you love your NBA. That for me is the one because there's a certain. In my opinion, and maybe Stephen Shearer's the same, greatest full-time basketball player currently playing for LA Lakers, who has demanded a basketball team be brought to Las Vegas, and he wants to be part of it, and he owns 2%, I think it's 2%, of Liverpool through FSG. He's obviously in business with John Henry. And what, like, the thinking for me is why they might want to sell it, is you can probably buy yourself a team with $4 billion to $5 billion dollars, and where do you get that? You sell off one of your other assets. So John Henry, FSG, sell off. Liverpool get four or five billion. All of a sudden, next thing we'll hear is there's a franchise coming to the NBA in Las Vegas. And lo and behold, look who owns it. Mm. I think it's been... Russell respect to, to own... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. As someone who has uh, an Oklahoma City Thunder Westbrook top, I, I appreciate that. And like it was Matt Slater... I was talking about it again today in an athletic podcast, which is very good if you haven't checked it out. And he was talking about like the consortium, the FSG consortium. They want to build the, the portfolio in America. So they yeah. have the, uh, it's the Penguins they have. Yeah, it's the Penguins in the NHL and the Red Sox. They want an LFL team and they really want an NBA team. And what are they going to, they're not going to sell the Red Sox. So you'd imagine what's coming. So this is possibly maybe what's happening behind it. But um, yeah, I, I take your point. They're in my like I, I should. I'm a diehard Liverpool fan, but um, in terms of American investment, they're third in the pecking order. If there's a space to buy an NFL team, especially, obviously I'm more biased for the NBA. But an NFL team, especially, someone's going to jump at it. Like someone's going to be straight mm-hmm. on it. So it's what do you think, Johnny? Like. Uh, it came well, through. It was pretty big news. I had a conversation with the Man United fan earlier today, funny enough, and when you know the chat of potential owners from the Far East came up, it scared them and um, how good Liverpool could become. Now, this particular Man United fan, I would say, doesn't really pay much attention to you know. He just watches football for football. He doesn't care really who takes over. You know, that's just he's just watching the sport for the love of it. He doesn't really care who takes over. Um, and that that's really what he's worried about is how ginormous Liverpool could then become. You know, probably as big as Man City in terms of financial spending power. In terms of what I feel about it, you know, I don't really feel anything about it at the moment because, like, we don't really know who's taking over Liverpool now. There obviously is a lot of rumours who's going to take over. But until that's really confirmed, then I don't really know. I don't really know what my opinion on it will be. I know if it is somebody, say, from Dubai or whatever, it will be absolutely heartbreaking for you. And I suppose in the way you don't want to feel like a bit of a hypocrite by saying, I couldn't do it, blah, blah, blah. And then when Liverpool, your team get taken over by someone from that side of the world, you know, it's, it's a really... 
it really tears your heart in bits, you know, because you're it's the team you supported all your life. But yet, there's people now in charge of that team that you just don't agree with how they decide to run their country or live their life or things like that. So it's um, it's tough. I don't know. I'd feel the same if, if my club was in a similar situation. Now, obviously, our owners have an NFL team. Um, I'm probably one of the biggest stadiums in the world as well over there in LA. So. One of the best too, yeah. Yeah, and they also own the NBA team, so I think we're okay in the fact that they'll probably not sell us. Um, but I, I don't know, Phil. It's really hard for me to kind of give an opinion on it at the minute when we don't really know what the final outcome is going to be. But I, I do feel for you in the fact that if you do have to stop watching your football team, it will be a hard thing for you. And like for all the banter we do give each other, like you want that banter to continue. You know, you don't want someone out of it then you know you can't end up watching your club play every week because of who owns them now you know it's it's not a nice thing um no yeah, hopefully, I hopefully wish, it will be yeah. american owners you know yeah i i i don't know i don't know where i think because i want it to be and not just right not 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 maybe not, not just america I, I shouldn't freeze up i freeze up myself as american owners not just american owners but i i, I don't want us i don't want a sport washing project mm. that's just that I don't a lot want of people have seen to in. go after clap this week um and the fact that say somebody from saudi arabia took over and it has been newcastle fans yes you know they'd love to they say i can't wait to see what clap's gonna say when their saudi overlords take over at anfield <laughs> Well, that's. I think that's yeah, a, that's a massive that. point. I think I think Klopp walks if it's a if it's state ownership. Klopp walks. He has to. Like he's a man of principle. I, I you know I have a lot of respect for him. A lot of time for him. He walk. He walks if if it's I don't. State. I I think it it'll be. Yeah, we'll get into it now. So who we think is going to buy it? Like, but I want. I was keen just to, to obviously Steve because. You've been through the ringer as much as I like giving you your guff. You've been through the shit with the Glazers. Like, you've don't get me wrong. There's been some good days, but the fact that they're like bleeding your club dry in front of everyone's eyes. Yeah, I think um, that's like like just very very not to make this about Man United because no nobody wants to talk about them. But like the Glazers haven't been bad owners in terms of what they're willing to spend on players and on wages and on agencies. Um, <laughs> what where the issue has been is that Old Trafford is literally falling down, and they're using the club as a as a cash machine for to fund the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, surprisingly enough, uh, and and to pay Tom Brady's wages and to line their own pockets. And it um that's the issue with the Glazers. But I think if Liverpool could get an owner that who spends like. The Glazers. I don't think there's a Liverpool fan. I think, to be honest, my 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 main reading of Liverpool fans who have problems with FSG is the the unwillingness to to kind of spend big consistently. Um, the Glazers do that. Like, you, you, there's not a United fan that can deny that. Um, so I don't think I think a, a American in inverted commas, whether that's. Uh, I think we're, we're we're kind of dividing it up into three, aren't we? We're dividing into European slash American, Asian, and then state ownership. That feels like they're the only three possible buyers for for Liverpool. Um, and I think in terms of best case scenario for Liverpool fans, it's it is that um, U.S. ownership because most of those people 
are involved in running sports clubs already, whether it's an NFL team or an NBA team or an NHL team, whatever the case may be, they know sports, they're willing to spend on players. Um, so I think like from a neutral point of view, that's your best scenario as a, as a Liverpool fan, I think, if, if this sale goes through. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I 100% agree with you there. Like, it's, um, I think <laughs> I'll come away from the sport washing project because I'll get too annoyed, I'll get myself wound up. But, um, there has already been a bid apparently tabled. Well, not a bid, but there's been someone has tabled their interest. I don't know how this works because it's we're talking billions of. Well, it's going to be dollars of dollars here to, to buy a football club. Um, but somebody has already registered their interest. Um, so we'll see how that happens. But uh, it, it was interesting as well, like that, that the Chelsea bid when it came up and what happened there. There was uh, all over the world. There was like a billionaire from Africa. I think he was possibly a gold miner thing he owned. Mm. Uh, uh, South East Asia, uh, the Middle East, obviously. Turkish billionaire, and then all of a sudden, an influx of American billionaires came in. Bowley, uh, the Jets owners I mentioned, uh, the Cubs owner family that owns the Cubs. Uh, there was uh, another one as well. I think one of the other NFL owners potentially. Panthers. And was was the, guy, the guy involved in the Panthers, I think, was was in for yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. That one. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where it comes from there. You that, that's that's really where I'm very going to come down that line. But anyway, um, but it's uh, it's just such a just such a bolt from the blue because you know I, like my head was spinning when I came through. So uh, bearing in mind, we've just been drawing fucking Real Madrid again in the Champions League. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> these guys again. Like at least Casemiro's not playing for them this time because he always tortures us. And <laughs> um, he's playing for United, unfortunately. But um, that came through. But yeah, it's 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 such a it's. A, it's part, we're up there. The club point is really interesting, um, and I think this is sounds really cringy, but this is why he he has suited and thought, fitted so well in Liverpool because of his views, and this is why I think now never trust a billionaire, but I I think they would be, I mean it would have to be possibly last resort for them to hand over to. Uh, Say a Burian or the Dubai royal family. This even the fee would probably be gastronomical too, which is probably they probably couldn't refuse it. But it'd be probably something I don't think they'd want to do. And they've said this; they want it to be the right owner. And there was some key lines in that because Liverpool is such a left-wing city, um, and Manchester is as well too, obviously. But Man City came in at a different time. Um, and bought Manchester, whatever, and bought Man City. I don't think, like, I think if it was to happen at Man United, you would see a lot of Man United fans being like, nah, no, 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 this has to be right. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying the Man City yeah. fans didn't do that. I just, obviously, it was a wee bit longer. Newcastle was different. Uh, they were in the shit with Mike Ashley. They hated life. They hated football. They were going, turning away in their droves. They want, I, I get it too. They wanted something new. They ended up being the richest club in world football, and they're bought by the Saudis and whatever. Like I have a constant debate with a colleague all the time about this, and he thinks I'm picking on him. I'm not. I'm just saying like whatever. Whereas with Liverpool, there will be massive uproar. Now there is, as you're right, Steve, uh, and you've probably seen it too, Johnny. There is a gang of lunatics, unfortunately, quite a large gang, support Liverpool Football Club, and they're on Twitter. And for some reason, I think not on to be from Ireland. 
a lot of them seem to be from Ireland and let us down. I don't know, I don't know why. And uh, they want, they want the, this, the oil money, as they're calling it. They want the big dollar. They want to be able to compete. They want to be able to buy the next Haaland and chuck a hundred million at Jack Grealish to sit in the bench with his mad hair and Miguel Amaral and actually make a fool of him all season. They want that. They want all this. They want bye, 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 bye. That's what they want. And it's soulless to me. I don't want that, but that's what they want. And there's, there's a lot of pull for that. But, and I'm not uh, talking down anyone, but when you, delve into it, the core of the Liverpool fan base. And I was, my dad had me there, now I was very drunk, uh, at the first Hicks and Gillette protest. It was Champions League night against Porto at Anfield. Beat Porto 4-1. Torres scored, I think he scored two, but he definitely scored one screamer in the top corner. But we were right at the front. There was thousands of us walked on Anfield because we were sick of what Hicks and Gillette, the previous owners, were doing. Um, and they wanted the new owners, and they wanted something, for, and they wanted it done right. And, and you're right; you made a point earlier. The, the, the FSG have been done a lot of right for that. And I think this time, if there was even close to a potential nation state, say, owning it that had horrendous human rights, and and I need to be careful here, but a lot of them do. All right, I spent last night in bed. This is stupid, like, but reading a human rights report. Now, I'm not saying I delved into all, every word of it on Bahrain, right? Uh, because I was like, right, what's the crack here? Like, how bad is it here? I knew of some issues, but then I got into it. I was like, okay, no, this is not for me. Do you know what I mean? And, and that's going to ha- that's gonna kick off the Liverpool fan base. So it's going to be an interesting one. I don't think it's going to be as easy. Not that Chelsea's easy as that. I think as well, uh, I'm probably going to kill me. Liverpool are bigger than Chelsea. Fair. All right. This is like this is like when United were bought by the Glazers, and it hasn't. We haven't really seen it since. Man City weren't big. It's a lot. They were bought. They, yeah, they were bought because like the, the Abu Dhabi were never going to get United. Yeah, you know because Manchester United, you're buying an institution. You're not going to. You're buying Man City. Nobody really cared about Man City, and they're owned by. Uh, well, they were almost going into extinction because of the last tie owner had, um, Newcastle. They're not. They're not big. They're a big enough club in England, but you know, they're not big on the scale of Manchester United and Liverpool. Here, this is the first time maybe one of these massive clubs, like in England, you're talking the top three are, in my opinion, um, Liverpool, Liverpool, Manchester United. I'm not ranking any order, and Arsenal because of obviously league titles, and now Chelsea are in the mix now because of what they've done recently and the fact that two European Cups. Don't get me wrong, but you know what I mean. It's not as if one of those has gone up for sale. And it's like fuck, it's human. But this is the first time this happens. So it's going to be really interesting what happens then because, and what way it's done this. That's a huge deal in sports business, and it's just going to be very interesting how this is all worked out and what comes of it. And the fact the sale could go to close to five billion dollars mm. <laughs> is disgusting. <laughs> uh, when we're about to go into a recession, and we're like in a housing crisis, we're in a like a cost and of living six, crisis. And six billion can solve world hunger, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't laugh, but like that is like that is absolutely daft. Um, is so yeah, it's it's really like it's it's worrying, but it's interesting too. But um, I don't know, I don't know where they go. Like I I really don't know what way it's going to go. But I think that I'm hoping it's a a similar thing that we had with FSG. It's a consortium from somewhere that. Uh, uh, it's just politically aligned itself with Liverpool. I'm glad Sir Jim Ratcliffe has pulled out because he's a Tory. No offence, Tories. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I'm glad he pulled out tonight. He's also a diehard United fan, so I don't know how that would have worked. He would have got us relegated and then laughed. Um, whereas, yeah, it's 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 intriguing. Like, I don't know, you're gonna jump in there, Johnny. So I've talked for a lot, but it's just it's no, it's I, literally, I was just thinking it could be sort of similar to Chelsea in the fact that you know more people came on the scene to buy that club at a stage, you know, like from the Champions League draw yesterday to. Then that news getting announced to now today, we're talking about all these different um, parties that are interested. If you go back up tomorrow morning and a story's going to broke overnight about somebody looking to buy Liverpool, like, I know it's all seems doom and gloom. That's, um, yeah, is it somebody is from Dubai? Was it that's interested at the moment, or where was it again? The Crown Prince of Dubai, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that could all change overnight or by this time tomorrow. So, I think until it, I suppose it is officially confirmed that this is who's buying Liverpool. You can kind of have a wee bit of a, you know, wee bit of a breather to just we'll see how it goes. You know, calm ourselves. You know, um, like you said, it, it'll be it'll be it's going to be a lot of money to buy Liverpool. You know, they're you know the most successful team probably in England ever. Like you know the their success, especially um, over the last hundred years. You know, we're not even talking about even recent years. Like. Um, it's like you said, like clubs like that don't go for sale often, um, and there's a reason why. Like in terms of the Cronkies when they bought Arsenal, I mean they had to buy shares over a number of years. You know they first mm-hmm. first bought shares in 2008 and only fully took over there in the last two years. So it took them a long time to get full control over Arsenal. Um, so I mean if they were going to go out and try and buy Arsenal at the time in 2008, I mean it wouldn't have been anywhere near five billion the way it is now, but it would have cost them a substantial amount of money in one go, and I don't think they were willing to put that money into the club. And obviously, people from Dubai or the Far East, you know, it's pocket change now, isn't it? Which is, is, like you say, disgusting to think about. They can just go out and blow five million on a football club, and it's nothing to them. And then pump transfer funds into these clubs and wages, and there's so much money really that's going on there, and probably we won't even know the half of it. Um, Probably the same in Newcastle now. Some Newcastle fans that I know would tell me that they are going about it the right way and they're not going out and buying Mbappe's. And I suppose not yet because they're not the not yet. They're doing, not yeah, yet, they're doing exactly no. what City did. Yeah, yeah. But I suppose City had their statement saying, which was Robinho. Granted, I think I read a story saying Robinho thought he was actually signing for United, but he did. You know, <laughs> the story for another day. But I suppose he is right at the moment. But like I said, that could change. That could change in January here. The fact that they're in the top three at the moment, but it is. It's 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 a sad world when we have people that, that can just come in and spend silly amounts of money on a football club. And like Phil, I think I think it might have been you, or I can't remember what Steve said in the last podcast about. Like I think it was you, Steve said about like, a football result. You know, we shouldn't let it affect our mood or our mm. lives. You know, we we could just. There's better things we can do with our team. And I completely get that. But in a way, you know, when Arsenal won on Sunday, I mean, my Sunday completely changed. Like, I was, like, bossing the rest of the day. It just really picked up my mood. And I'm sure, it was the same, I'm sure, for you, Phil, after you beat Spurs on Sunday. Like, yes. He's, he's really needed that result. So, in a way, it, it does affect your mood, you know, and sometimes we just can't help that. But... um when you're involved in, well, you're not involved in anything at the moment. That's just shade talking. But potentially, if you do get involved with, you know, Dubai Prince or whatever, it, it is shade. 
you don't want that. Especially well, used when... to if Liverpool were to become a sport washing nation club, uh, how, how much would your hatred raise? Well, it would probably like. I mean, I hated Chelsea and still do. <laughs> from when Abramovich came in, yeah. Um, so. Yeah, you're probably going to go up to those sort of levels. Like, I've never really hated Liverpool because obviously, with me growing up, Liverpool sort of were they did they did they were up in the mix for the title, but you just kind of knew they weren't going to go the full yeah. way. I suppose a bit like like Arsenal ourselves, like you know, we're not really in the mix. Um, well, not recently anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it was never a sort of it was always Arsenal United when I was growing up, so I never really hated Liverpool for any, they always gave Arsenal a good game. and that, that's really how I seen them. They were a tough team to play against, but it's um, there was never any hatred for them. Like, plus that could change, of course, it could change. Like with every team, like City, can't have them. They're just a fucking pain in the ass. Newcastle are just they're not quite there yet because I don't think they're really they're not at that level yet. But they will, I know, in the next couple of years, become that nuisance team that I just can't be arsed with. Um, Chelsea can go fuck themselves, but <laughs> Steve, you you can have your say on what you want. Yeah, Steve, imagine you Steve, don't like, like Liverpool anyway. Yeah, well, no, I I mentioned this in the the WhatsApp for exactly the same. Yeah, for exactly the same reasons that Johnny said. Like, I don't particularly have a hatred of Liverpool because they weren't they weren't a factor in my like in Manchester United's rivalry. You know, for for the best part of two decades. So it, it, it they never really factored. But the reason what I hated was I had a lot of friends who were Liverpool fans and family um, who never shut up yeah, about fucking Liverpool. Yeah, well, my parents, yeah, who never shut <laughs> up talking about Liverpool and how great they were 20 years ago. Um, and that that annoyed me about Liverpool. But I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd hate Liverpool anymore if they were bought. I feel sorry. Like, I, like again, like my parents are Liverpool fans. Like some of my best mates are Liverpool fans. It to see your club kind of. I think that goes outside of the kind of the the, the banter and slagging zone, um, because it is like as as you know, Johnny said, like you know, Arsenal winning last weekend, you know, like raised his mood and stuff like that. And sport sport can do that, and and likewise, sport can make you feel absolutely shit about your life choices. But it's yeah. For for so many people I know, it would take away something that is so important in their life. Um, I I would I would hate to see it, but part of it kind of feels because of what we spoke about at the start, because of what's happening with the NBA, because you know NFL teams do not come up for sale very often at all, and because of that. There's an opportunity that the American money, in particular, could be could be distracted. Um, yeah. but it'd be very interesting to see what would happen if if Liverpool, like you know, Liverpool fans, you know, and you know, um, more than most had an impact in their club's decision to kind of back out of the Super League. Um, it would be very interesting to see how Liverpool fans would react, uh, particularly given the. The nature of you know political leanings in in the city of Liverpool and things like that that would be a very interesting kind of watch, um, but look if the offer is there, FSG are going to take it. They're a business. They're 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 a company, uh, and their yeah. existence is to make money. So, um, 
think it you made be... a real interesting point there, Steve, actually. Sorry. Um, when you said about you'd feel sorry for, you know, friends and whatever. Like, I, I would feel sorry for the likes of you, Phil, but there are some Liverpool fans I actually feel like, <laughs> you fucking deserve this. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, that I would be like that too. Yeah, and I think we there's all some Liverpool fans I know where I actually hate, and it's not, <laughs> but I just I hate that we share the same football club. To be honest, um, yeah, we all have some of them have been in their company too, and I just want to smash their face in. I know violence is not the answer, but sometimes it is. Um, the the like, unfortunately, you lads haven't relayed my fears. In fact, Steve, you made me more anxious now. Thanks, um, because the 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 the, the the fact that there's an NFL team coming up and the NBA team potentially coming up, even it wasn't a talk as well of extending them out the franchise in the NFL. I don't know if that's still a thing. No, um, that probably won't happen um, now that now that the Washington team are going to sell. Yeah, um, so that's gonna probably take people's eyes off the ball. But then you're just hoping that, and this is me being uh, arrogant, that the, the the name Liverpool is big enough to keep someone's eye on it um, but we'll see what happens I, I'm still holding out that they'll get it done and, and whenever when, whenever they look FSG might decide not to sell I, I think that's highly unlikely um, I think they've they've. what we have mentioned as well is that it's not it's not a mission as in like we've failed but I think it's a mission of look we tried to maintain the route of FFP. It's obviously not working. We tried to be clever. We can only be clever for so long, and we cannot compete. Like it, it obviously Jurgen Klopp coming out last week. He obviously knew what was coming. Pep Lenders today did the press conference before the um, derby match tomorrow night for the League Cup, and he said we 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 were told uh, uh, not that long ago, basically or something like that there. You know that the club's going to be going up for sale. They knew this was coming. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's obviously that's good though. Like, yeah, I think that, a, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's brilliant. Like I think in a way that's, that's you want owners to do that. You, I'd rather that than them hang on. Yeah. And not compete and us just faff about. Do you know what I mean? Um, and like and really go stale and like things happen like. Like what's happening happened to Manchester United where the, the the money's being drained out and different things are not putting their own money back in and all that stops, you know. I don't like you have to remember too, they've redeveloped Anfield. Anfield's gonna have the end of the start of twenty twenty four it's gonna hold sixty one thousand. Uh, mm-hmm. that's gonna probably be it done. You'd imagine the next time they need to change it, they'll probably have to move, which hopefully will not be my lifetime. Um, but that's gonna be sixty one thousand, right? That, which is class. Like I went to Anfield when it was forty four thousand. My first game, and it was and it felt smaller and all the stadium being up. But now it probably feels like a bigger stadium. They've moved that to the actual training ground. They've done so many good things that way. So they've put a lot of money in that way. So the, 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 everything is in place, for, and it's quite an attractive prospect. And they've obviously seen now. Look, we can't compete with PSG and Man City and Newcastle. Who knows? In three years' time, we could there could be a Super League too. Yeah, you see, that's, that, that's, that's where I think football's failed, you know, fans, everybody, that's where it's just failed. The fact that a club like Liverpool can't compete with, well, I don't want to say top teams because they're not, they're just a pair of shit in my opinion, but Liverpool <laughs> are one of the biggest clubs in the world and they can't go and compete for the biggest trophies because some arsehole from the Far East just wants to go and fund 
Kylian Mbappe, Neymar, Haaland. Like, it's not right. Like, it's, it's just that's not the way a sport should be. Like, we, like I'm not really into the NFL, but I know, like, I suppose it is a bit further the way they have with their trades, like the teams that are shake at the first picks and shit like that. You know, it's it's a bit further, I suppose. I don't really know a lot about it, so I could be talking complete waffle here, but <laughs> it's. Um, <laughs> It's just it just shows how the system's completely flawed and broken. That's a team like Man City, who are still an absolute nothing, by the way, are you know the top team in England at the moment, and it's a complete joke. Well, they're not the top team in England at the moment, but you know what I mean. Like, I was going to say, sir. Um, I think you, you, your point's brilliant, and and before Brenton kills me, Chelsea, you're still massive. I was just going off who's won those league titles. Please don't kill me. Um. Uh. I, and again, he's going to kill me for this. I think Chelsea broke it, right? Uh, when Abramovich came in, I don't know if you remember, when Abramovich came in, like, I had a, a schoolmate that was a United fan, and when they came in that summer, he was a Chelsea fan. Oh, we all had them. Yeah, um, I, I, like, which is madness. Like, And even I, you know how much I hate Manchester United, but that to me is just insane. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know anyone who became a Chelsea fan. It was all like people who historically, their family for whatever reason supported Chelsea. Yeah, no, I like I I we couldn't believe it. The abuse he got was warranted, but I think they broke it. Now it wasn't like oh you you wreck football, but when Abramovich came in, it was the first we saw of this, um, and it was like oh my god, they literally bought everyone that moved. Mm-hmm. There one somewhere they bought everyone. I think they bought every player that could yeah. possibly be sold. <laughs> One, I, Jeremy, I can remember in the paper still about Vieira and Henri, like Chelsea. Vieira, Henri were all linked. You'd, Jeremy came in Real Madrid. You had um, Damien Duff. Vernon uh, Crespo. Crespo. Matej Kesman. Kivu. All these mad players were being bought by Chelsea all the time. And then, obviously, that has snowballed. And that was the start where... And this isn't a criticism. I think, like... What Roman Branch did in Chelsea, built an empire at Chelsea, and for fucks, they won two European Cups and so many league titles. And they really, they weren't, they weren't small, small, but they weren't a big team. There wasn't, there wasn't a, they weren't huge, you know what I mean? And then they created, a top four came out of it then with Mm. Liverpool, Chelsea, uh, Arsenal, and Man United. And it was, you know, that was the top four and it was whatever. But what should have happened then, and unfortunately, we've gone up through the looking glass and beyond. Smashed right through it was proper strict regulations. Okay, right. You wanted to own a football club, you're a billionaire, that is fine. But here's the rules and regulations in football now. Spending caps, wages caps, this is how we go. Now, uh, that was 2003, so inflation and money changes and blah, 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 whatever. That can increase or whatever as you go along. But it's uh, there's no cap on it, so it's endless. Do you them? Is going to cost 150 million in the summer, and that is insane. He's brilliant. He looks like a generational talent. I hope Liverpool. He plays for Liverpool someday, but that is insane. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I I I I'm I'm loath to defend Chelsea here, right? But I feel like you know. In, I'm not in attacking ben... Chelsea. I'm saying that should have been the point where we're like. No, but I. Yeah, I don't think it was Chelsea. I actually think it's oh. you need to look further afield and you need to look at Madrid and Barcelona. Um, like, 
a lot of smoke was blown up the arse of of Real Madrid for the Galacticus eras era. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, if you look how that was all funded, it was through illegal state subsidies. So Madrid and Barcelona are the original state-run clubs. Um, yeah. If you really want to dive into it, and I think that's where the issue really started because someone like Abramovich, who you know, his money is iffy. I think is probably the politest and least defamatory way we can we can put it. Um, stole what you could get away with, um, and you know, FIFA and UEFA attempted to bring in financial fair play rules. You just have to look at the shite that City are pulling, like with two fake sponsors. You know, um, I assume a lot of people. Revenue as well recorded this week too. Yeah, like listen, listen, like follow someone like Nick Harris. You know, Sporting Intel on on Twitter. Like their commercial team raised their income by more than thirteen percent last year to three hundred nine point five million, or more than fifty percent of their total income. So their commercial income, their sponsorship. All of that was three hundred nine, or was 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 more than fifty percent of the total income. Manchester United, one of the most successfully run commercial teams in world football, only managed forty four point two percent in that time period. <laughs> Two of Manchester City sponsors have now been found to not be real companies. You know, Nick Harris went to the LinkedIn page of Eight X Bet, this betting company that's on their sleeve. And the profile picture of one of the founders was a woman called Trin Tu Thrang, and they had an image of her on her LinkedIn, which is amazing because the same image seemed to be found on any stock image website, and she'd been used to be depicted as an Asian businesswoman and also a bisexual cam model. Um, the exact same image. So not only had they created a fake company, they created fake people to run the company. Like, nobody can compete with that. Like, you can bring in rules, and, you know, this is going back to your point, Phil, like, you can bring in rules to, to how to control this and what spending should be and things like that. And they did. But teams are still breaking them. Like, Manchester City are are setting up fake commercial agreements to hide where their money is coming from to break financial fair play. I mean, the reason they got away with their FFP thing was because of the statute of limitations. It wasn't because they were innocent, as Manchester City fans like to say. It was because the case wasn't taken in time uh, Mm -hmm. against them. Like, it's nobody competes with that. Nobody can compete with that. And Liverpool, or not Liverpool, Man City and Newcastle fans can talk about how, oh, we're doing it the right way, blah, blah, blah. They're not. Like, they're, they're cheating us all. Um, and that's like I don't think Liverpool want to go down that route I think if Liverpool do go down that route it'll be a very very sad day and I do think the fans will rebel against it I really do I don't think yeah, Manchester City fans as as Johnny pointed out and, and, and Chelsea fans and Newcastle fans are fans of clubs who are starved of success who were irrelevant for a long long time Liverpool fans don't feel that way. Liverpool have been one of the best five clubs in world football for the last 10 years, easily. This is, we've never seen anything like this. This is someone coming to buy Barcelona. This is like someone coming to buy Madrid. This is, this is someone coming to buy Bayern Munich. We've never seen a club at this level currently undergoing a period of success for sale. It's not the easy pickings that, 
Newcastle were and City were, you know, small clubs who with a fan base starved of, of, of success. So I think that's the most fascinating part of all of this is that nobody has ever put a club doing this well up for sale before. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why it's really hard to put your hand on. Like, because I'm sure, like, and this is not you personally, Phil, I'm sure if Liverpool were still without a league title, if Liverpool hadn't won a Champions League in the last few years, and the the the, the Dubai money, say, for example, came in, I'm sure you'd probably have a lot more Liverpool fans willing to take it than well, you do now. In in 2007, uh, Dubai International Capital wanted to buy the club off Hicks and Gillette. Mm. And I know for a fact, I, I can't remember the full conversations that were happening, but myself as well were like yeah let, let's let's we want we need sold let's be sold do you know what i mean yeah we're like yeah let's be sold and that was years back and obviously i like to think of a wee bit more mature not too much more but a wee bit longer in the tooth uh so obviously I'd go against it but at that stage and i was still i was at uni so first first year in uni and i was like yeah we we need this imagine this we get this we'll be at the time i think they were rumored to be one of the richest we'd have been possibly one of the richest clubs in the world and we're all like, oh my God, get these in. We'll be buying all sorts. Uh, David Villa, I think, was talked about a lot. Um, you know, players doing so well in La Liga and different things as well and across across the continent. That's mm-hmm. who we were all linked with. And it was like, yes, oh my God, we're going to have these uh, millionaires and we're going to be doing so well. And obviously then it didn't happen. But they, And then as, as time's gone on, coverage has increased of what's been on in these places. And you're like, uh, well... You can either make a decision or not. Like I never judge anyone. If you don't, if you, if it's something that you're happy enough with, you're happy enough with. That's fair. You probably have your own things to worry about in your own life that you worry about something else. I get it. I'm just for me, unfortunately, it's different. So it would be a a shitty one. But yeah, you're right. It is weird, like because it is um, it it's it's never happened where teams. But that's what I think the United one was maybe something similar. Although I don't really, I, I can't really remember the ins and outs of when United were sold to the Glazers, but United were in their pump. Yeah, it was all uh, over a horse. Like, fucking uh, what? It was all over a horse. Yeah, bastard horse. With with Alex Ferguson in charge, like at like I don't know if you remember, he's quite good. Um, do you know what I mean? So it's probably similar to that. And and yeah, like you're right on the two La Liga teams that were thing that's why i was using a premier league club. i was using chelsea at the moment because that yeah. for me was the moment i don't know i just always assumed that real madrid and barcelona just spent loads of money and bought loads of players whereas i remember just being at the time the premier league it was a real shock the premier league oh my god yeah no i get it and i suppose the way why i differentiate united from 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 this Liverpool thing is that that was more of a hostile kind of takeover um than than one that the club really kind of a direction the club really wants to go in at the time, so I think yeah. that's what's different. That this is the owners making a decision that now is the time that we want to get out, uh, when our team is still doing quite well, still challenging for you know top honors in league and, and Europe. But um, yeah, it's it's it it's a really I I think it's I, like because when I saw that I first of all I thought I had to check it was a real <laughs> it was a real tweet. Um, because there seemed to be so little reaction to it. And it was only kind of over the course of the day that kind of the reaction built to it. Um, and I must check out that podcast you mentioned because, yeah, I, I kind of like to 
to hear where where they think this might go, whether it's just the testing the water to see how much the club is worth or whether they actually do want to fund that that NBA purchase. Matt Slater, like, and I've used him so much, um, reference tonight, like, he was also on off the ball last night. And uh, he, I think, I don't know if he was asked last night by Joe Malloy or he was asked today on Athletic Podcast, but it was the question, look, is this serious or is this? And he goes, no, no, yeah, it's, it's up for sale. That's where his line, like, no, no, yeah. It's... So, it's... yeah, so it, it... and it'll be really interesting. Like, there's a rumor as well, Stephen. I've saw a man say the Boston Celtics potentially buying the Rupert. What? Which is just shite. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing because that would be a lot of the teams I hate all rolled into one. So, yes. yeah. I would like, I don't like the Celtics. And then I'd be like, ah, I'm going to have to get a Boston cap now and be like, yeah. No, Grim. <laughs> Um, so yeah, really strange. Um, probably the, finishing up on that point. Unless Johnny, you have anything else you want to add? No, I've honestly there for us for about five minutes. I actually forgot I was part of this podcast because I was just engrossed in what you two were saying. I actually thought I was listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I have nothing further to add on the Liverpool takeover. <laughs> so it, it just the sort of top of some of the football, the Champions League and the Europa League draws. We're done. Stephen Star, we'll go with you first. Like, you're open the draw. You're, <laughs> you're in the mix. You draw Barcelona. Fine. Barcelona are shy. They wouldn't be in the Europa League if they were any good. Yeah. Uh, uh, no Did you say the same about United? Yeah, United. Please have got better. What I'm well, until the weekend. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's really, yeah, it's a, it, 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 like jokes aside, it's a tough draw for United. I think they've only beaten Barca three times in their entire history. Um, and there was definitely better draws t- to be had. But, you know, they got themselves into this situation because, you know, they, they put Harry Maguire up front when they needed to go <laughs> in against Real Sociedad. So uh, they have only themselves to blame. Um <laughs> And he had really, really two stellar performances from Manchester United since I heaped praise on Eric Ten Hag <laughs> last, <laughs> last week. Uh, really appreciate, really appreciate that uh, show of faith he he, he gave. Um, but yeah, look again, like still really, really poor in the group stages. I think um, Javi has kind of shown a little bit of inexperience. Um, you know, to be expected, um, and I think I I I I'd be I'd be quietly confident. You know, you can get through to the next round. There, that's all I, I want to talk I, what about. I'm forward, what I'm looking forward to the most, and we'll, I know I know we'll, we'll move on. Is is just your apology to Pedri. I just can't wait for it. To be honest, I'm living for it. I might get a tattoo <laughs> uh, if it's if it's special. Um, he won't provide. What's going to happen? He won't have a goal or assist, and you know. I, I reckon United are favourites in that draw. They have to be. My my I don't my because I I just Lewandowski against if it's Maguire if, if you don't know what way Varane will be. You hope Varane's back. You hope Varane's better, whatever. But he's just unfortunately he's one of those players that just keeps getting knocks. And uh, if Varane's not playing beside Martinez. Lewandowski's gonna have, yeah, but our you know, our mutual friend and, and listener, uh, Rizo made the very good point that you just have to stick a couple of the Real Madrid lads in there and Barcelona will shit the bed. So, um, so Casemiro alone will probably, as long as he's you know, uh, 
he he's still starting by then. Um, should probably do a job enough on on Barcelona. So it's a great tie though for a neutral. It's an unreal tie. Um, the Champions League draw then was made the last sixteen. Uh, can't really think of any. Oh yes, Liverpool. Of course they did. Drew Real Madrid. Of course, of course Beautiful. they did. That's who they had to get. Real Madrid. Slap it right up us. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. It's it's the draw. It, there was four possibilities: Bayern Munich, Benfica, Porto, Real Madrid. It's the one, the only one I didn't want because I'm sick of looking at them. I'm I can sick. remember. I can remember before that was it last season's Champions League final. You said you owe them one, and you were yeah. just looking forward to slapping them. And I think yeah. that final. Well, the whole circumstances around that final, but well, yeah, just kind of. Bust yeah. the bubble for you completely. I, I didn't realise until like I was around the some one day in the summer, I don't know if it was over with that or I was doing something, but uh, I was watching not it back, but I was watching clips of it. I think somebody put it up and like how just a good a game some of Courtois saves. I was like, What the f-? like of course he did like the big stupid Belgian. Of course of course he had to do that honestly. And then you, you forget like how good Valverde was at times for them, who, in my opinion, is the best midfielder in the world now, but that may ask for a different podcast at the minute, current form this season, um, and then obviously the goal, but yeah, I I just, I can't be bothered looking at them. The only <laughs> thing is, there's no Casemiro, and he haunts me when he plays Real Madrid against Liverpool, because he's always been so good. He shot us down at times, he's always been really good, so he's not there, thankfully, as I said, pre- mentioned previously. Don't know what state Liverpool or Real Madrid are going to be in. Interesting that couple of people on podcast this week um have uh, like Alvaro Moreo um has Liverpool as slight favorites um because he thinks well and you're this I want to mention Steve your point a couple of weeks back where this Liverpool side seemed to be able to raise it for the big games but maybe in games where they're expected to win they're not going to which could be perfect for a cup yeah. obviously not ideal for a league um I don't know if I have them favourites. I'm gonna. You have to wait to see what where the team, the shapes team are in in February. Liverpool aren't gonna have that many players. Though? Liverpool are home first. Liverpool, they're not gonna have that many players at the World Cup. It seems so. You like think people will be rested? Most obviously they'll be very rested. Whereas Real Madrid will. You don't know what's gonna happen there. Blah blah blah. So it'll be interesting. My only thing is Liverpool fan. The home leg first. Yeah. Just unleash everything at them. I mean, fans, players, just go absolute. Just make it such a wild night to try and get at them. Like, I don't know if you might remember this, but three or four years ago, we played City in the last, in the quarterfinal. We beat them 3 0, and Anfield was just, it was just shaking from side to side. It needs to be something like that to give them a chance and see what happens. And then you go to the Bernabeu and just get in and get out. But, um, yeah, it's interesting. It's a great tie for a neutral. Obviously, it's Liverpool Real Madrid last year's final. Yeah. Six-time winners, 13-time winners. It's daft. Um, there is something brewing there because we played each other so many times recently. Klopp has only ever been part of the Champions League when he's managed Liverpool by teams from Madrid, which is excellent. Um, I think it's great draw for Liverpool. I, I think Liverpool would have much, I, I, again, because of where I think Liverpool are right now, it's a better draw than like Leipzig what would be. Um, say for example, as a, as in terms of you you need that kind of reason to, to kind of get up for the game. Um, I think Liverpool. Yeah, will, I think Liverpool will do them. Um, I don't. I, I have a funny feeling Liverpool will, will win the Champions League this year. Um, oh God! And that's how they qualify for it next year. 
So, oh god, I, I don't. Liverpool aren't that far off the top four, are they? Really? Like, Man, like might as well. But I, mean, I don't think really they are. After yeah, they are. Yeah, they're they're threatened with relegation, like. <laughs> no, you know, Stephen's saying that because he knows we're not miles away and he knows that our results go away at the weekend. We could be within two points of Man United, I think, or one point of Man United. Yeah. He's like, that's why he's saying yeah, and United, you, Yeah, like in United, you know, have played the same amount of games and are four points clear so of their vote. Don't worry about it. Don't be worrying about us. Worry about teams no, like I'm, worry about teams I'm, like West Ham and Bournemouth and Wolves. No, I'm just Liverpool. Just keep tipping away, tipping away. Get back into the groove. Get into the get the World Cup over us and see where we're going. Um, Chelsea, who just spotted there, only two wins in the last seven games. We'll have to get the big man on um, to give an opinion on that next week. Uh, if he's having a punch me to death for the minute, Chelsea slander I've accidentally given tonight. Here, here's but, here's here's a here's a call. Chelsea will have three managers this season. Oh my god! When Brenton's not on this podcast, we're so badly behaved. Um, Can we just right. say to Brenton, like you know, I'm just going to steal a line from Obama. You know, it's nothing personal. <laughs> no, it's really not. It just the Potter experiment does not seem to be working. It, um, I remember I said this. Uh, they're bored. They're, they're hard to watch at times, and then they had a really good performance away to Salzburg, which was which was a good performance. The football was class times. Um, I think Barcelona about to concede here. By the way, Steve, no block. Um, but then they've just been like the Brighton result. They were so abject at times against Arsenal. Arsenal were great, Jonathan. Um, on Sunday, but I, I don't know. It's 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 a weird one. Like like Liverpool again. I said they they went at the weekend. Chelsea don't. They go past them, and like go, possibly in the sixth or whatever. And then Chelsea drop down to eighth, possibly ninth. You're just thinking like. Mm-hmm. Like, have they really progressed that well? The Dortmund tie is going to be interesting. Jude Bannon has a great World Cup, and he'll still be there. Mokunku's coming through. There's a great young talent for them as well. It's going to be tricky. And if they're in a situation where, you know, they have they come back from the World Cup and they have still hit this form with their um, two and seven, Steve, you mightn't be far off. But there could be someone Just else brought in. US, US owners, man, they're they're different. They're a different breed. So. Just watch out for it. Oof. Um, then Tottenham, Gracie Milan. So Giroud's coming back to, to North London, who is in the form of his life, by the way, mm. um, scoring all the time. That'll be interesting. I think AC Milan will be Tottenham. I'm just going to say that now, and I hope this is recorded, and hope I'm right. But I, th- I think AC Milan will be Tottenham. Um, and then obviously Manchester City got Scarborough Street uh, seconds, I think they got, and they mm. some with Scarborough Rovers or something. No, Leipzig. They got in their draw, which will, um, I think, so they'll get past it. And then the possibly the well, joint biggest game of the uh, of the draw was PSG v Bayern Munich, which is just. Oosh. I hope this is on a different night to Liverpool, so I can watch it too, because that's just mm. a chef's kiss of a draw. Like, yeah, I think Bayern Munich win that one. I think so too. Yeah. I I'm not I I again February's a long long time away. Yeah, but like. City have not looked good recently. Um, not since the United, not since the United game. City have not been great at all. Um, so I think if that was like in two weeks' time, that might be actually a, an upset one, uh, one to watch. But I think the fact that it'll, you know, we got the World Cup out of the way and stuff like that, I think probably changes things up. But yeah, City have been poor. Um, like needing to dive to be Fulham. 
Not great. Like, um, I have a theory. When we mentioned PSG, uh, after the World Cup, I think they might. I think you're right. I think Bayern Munich might catch them at the right time. They'll play not be a great game, but I think it's possibly going to look at PSG look a wee bit different than what they look at now. I think players are well, certainly. Messi looks like he's in the form of his life, but I think he's leading up to this World Cup to hopefully give it one last round, get one over. The Qatar thing with Man City, or was sorry with PSG, that was all part of this result to eventually get the World Cup. Yeah, they got it. How long did Qatar stick around at PSG now? That they'll have had their World Cup. That's a really interesting. I think that's a really interesting point. I don't know if they do, and also like. If Argentina win the World Cup, if you're Messi, do you not retire immediately? Like your your career does not get better than it. Winning winning league on is not going to live up to winning the World Cup. Um, but yeah, that's a really fascinating question. I think you could. Maybe that's why Liverpool are looking to sell now as well, um, because maybe PSG might be available for sale. Next summer, because yeah, what benefit is is it to Qatar to to own PSG, a team that just cannot live um, with the big European clubs, regardless of who they buy and what they pay those players? Um, that's fascinating. I think uh, one I hadn't considered before, but yeah, you're right. They 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 may not stick around for long at all. It was it's the whole point of the sport washing project. It's the whole thing. <clears throat> um, Abu Dhabi probably don't know if it's ever in their interest to host the World Cup. Saudi Arabia, it's coming. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. You'd imagine it's going. It, I mean, they've thrown themselves in in with a mixture of Egypt and Greece for twenty thirty, and when it looked like it was going to head the Uruguay and Argentina, obviously for the centenary, now they've appeared. Uh, so maybe it didn't take them long. Well, about two weeks, one in Newcastle and threw the name into the hat. You know what I mean? So that's uh, like it, 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 I've heard of people mention it before, and I've seen obviously people on Twitter mention it before too, but. There's nothing concrete out yet, but you would wonder once this is done, said and done, World Cup's owner over, and if there isn't going to be, uh, well, I know they don't back it, but a league, like a, some sort of a UA or super, whatever league where they can still have a benefit, what would be the point in them owning PSG? Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's an interest, it's one to keep an eye on, I think. Um, Especially with Mbappe looking out as well. Yeah, and Bobby looking out. Yeah, right. Neymar I was... looking out, you know. Yeah, uh, it's his sister's birthday month too. After the World Cup, I think, isn't it? So we'll not be seeing for a while anyway. Yeah. Um But yeah, you're right on Messi. Like, if they win that, then why would you go back to France? Yeah, no, not nothing against France. Like, I just like no. Either I'm gonna go and have the crack in MLS, or just let me go home to Barcelona for a year and have the crack. Maybe yeah. I won the World Cup. I don't care. I don't know. I, I I just if it was me, I'd just retire <laughs> immediately. Like your career is not getting any better than this. Like so, yeah. it's all he's ever wanted. It's all he has ever wanted. He has lived for as as good as he is. And for me, I think he's the best player. He's definitely the best player I've ever seen. I think he's the best player of all time. But he lives in the shadow of Maradona lifting the World Cup. Um and he he I I don't think he needs it, but I think he really 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 wants it. <clears throat> yeah. Um, <clears throat> to finish up, I was going to talk about this weekend's games, but uh, there's one point I wanted to talk on. <clears throat> Pardon me, peppermint tea's been stuck in my throat. Um, there seems to be more and more people coming out against the World Cup now. 
and especially from the women's game. And today we saw, um, at the minute, the best footballer in Ireland, Katie McCabe, come out, and she's Go not on, watch it. She's not paying. Any, she's not paying any attention at all. <clears throat> and again, well, as we said last week, we'd have get discussion amongst ourselves. It's your own opinion whether you watch it or not. But there does seem to be. You had the thing with Gary Neville, and have I got news for you? <laughs> where you get absolutely crucified being his lap. Um, you have obviously Katie McCabe. You different things. It like it's starting to come through now, and I wonder as well. We haven't heard, but I wonder if there's been any pundits or anyone in the media who's refused to go. Zero answer. Like, no, zero, yeah, zero. It's um, so. he had Shay Given um at the launch of the RT coverage. And like <laughs> he was like, oh, we should, we can, we we can't, we can't throw like stones at, at Qatar because we have our own issues. And it's like, did did six and a half thousand people die building Croke Park and nobody told me about it? <laughs> yeah, um, I missed that. It's like, what are you talking about? And it's like, I get it, and uh, you know, I I said it on last week's pod, and if anyone read the the, the piece I, I I wrote for for the Babel during the week, like I. I get why people can convince themselves it's okay to watch it. Like I saw a really compelling argument the other day to say, look, Qatar have made their money now. The TV revenue is in. It's in their rank accounts already. You not watching it won't make a difference to how you know how much money they make or yeah. how much money TV. But it's the it's it's not even about a protest. It's about how how can I enjoy it when an ambassador for the World Cup comes out and says that being a member of the LGBTQ plus community is a mental illness. And it's like, no, hating on people for who they are and who they love is a mental illness. Being who you are is not. Um, it's just, I, 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 and I think there's a risk and I don't think anybody wants to come across as preachy as like, oh, I'm better than you because I'm avoiding the World Cup. Yeah, you know it, it. It's not that. It's about how you how comfortable you feel, and if you still feel comfortable watching it, knowing all that, I don't think that's, I don't think that's necessarily a criticism or a bad thing, but I think it's easier than ever to understand why someone like Katie McCabe or someone like me or you, Phil, aren't going to watch it. Like it's really easy to like if you'd have told me, you know. You weren't watching France ninety eight, for example. I just thought you were a fucking lunatic. Like, you know, why would you not watch France ninety eight? Like, because it's the World Cup. Why would you not want to watch the World Cup? You're a football fan. But if someone tells me they're not watching Qatar, I'm like, yeah, cool. Like, because I completely understand where you're coming from. That's the situation we've got ourselves in, and I think more and more people are just comfortable enough to say it because no one's calling them out to say you weirdo, why wouldn't you watch the World Cup? Because everyone knows why we aren't watching it. Yeah. That's a very good point. And Actually, I... like, I haven't heard anybody say that. Like, you know, like you said in the past, if you said you're not watching something, like, why are you not watching it? Like, no one that I've said that I'm not watching the World Cup have said, well, why not? Yeah. Nobody. And yeah. You know what? It's only just when you said it there, it's just dawned on me that that's so true. <laughs> Nobody has actually said that. and Because everyone obviously is very aware like, even Trey's mother, the night, said to me about what's going on in guitar. And I'm like, you know, this woman's in her 60s. Like, and even she's aware of what's going yeah. on. Do you know? And, like, and like the two lads, Brendan and Paddy, like, I, I, like, they I'm talking last week, they were brilliant on it. Like, they're watching for the football, but, like, 
we know them so much, like they despise what's going on and, and whatever. And I wouldn't judge. I don't judge anyone for watching. And the same thing as well on Guy Neville. He knew he was getting into an on that have I got news for you, by the way. Like, you know beforehand, you're going on there, you're going to get roasted, especially when you're a presenter, right? Um, that's going to happen. So you're going to be open for that. He's took the BN money to go out and present it. He wants to go out and talk about it. I get that. He's going to leave himself open, though. But I do think I understand where he is coming from, that he's going out there and he wants to... Uh, talk about it when he's out there like there's Vicky Sparks at a brilliant thread yesterday she's the BBC commentator where she's going out and she on, with the BBC to broadcast it and they're going to have stories and issues about what's going on and they're going to try and portray across what's going on and they're also going to focus on the football and I get that and I think that's important Um, I just felt as well like a lot of people jumped on Gary Neville and, and he's look I'd love to fight him sometimes because I think yeah. he needs it but there's a lot of times where I'm like, he's actually making a pretty valid point here. And I do think, I I understand where he's coming from. It's just that the 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 murky bit is he's taking BN sports money. Yeah, you know and I, mean? I think he's not the only if one. If Gary Neville was going out with BBC, yeah. you know what I mean? Or ITV or Sky yeah. Sports, no one would question it. They'd be like, okay. Guy and I was going out to work on it. That's fine because people are going out to work on it. Look, if I was still working freelance on BBC and they asked me to go, I'd be in a real predicament because this is the World Cup. But if I was good, but I could go out and, well, I never really out into broadcasting, I was never at that level, but I could go out and try and talk about it. Do you know what I mean? Like if we were asked as a podcast, lads, could you go out and do stuff at this? We'd have a conversation where if we go out, we can start looking at what's going on here. Do you know what I mean? If we were at that level, I would want that's the, well, that's the level I'd want us to go to, but that's a private conversation. But that's what I'd want us to do. So I get it. But for Gary Neville, the reason why, because people were like, oh, he gets roasted, but they weren't really like, because it's just Gary Neville, people were thinking like, F him, fuck him. It's Gary Neville. He slaves with our football team, roast him. But he was getting roasted because he's taking Qatar's money. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's where Guy's argument fell down. It was a good argument, but it falls down because it's you're taking Qatar's money. You're not taking you know, whatever, but um, I understand, I understand both sides, as I said last week, we all do, but yeah, it's, and I, I'm not just saying this, and this is going to sound real snide, I think it's going to be shite, World Cup, I have a funny feeling it's not going to be a great World Cup. We won't know. We won't know, we'll <laughs> yeah. know because I'll never, big not, the big Ronnie test, plus I have the radio on 24-7, so, and I'm not putting on downtown country, no thank you. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to hear it I'm going to know what's going on I'm going to be reading it I'm going to be on whatever website The Guardian, Athletic, whatever Blah, blah, blah I'm going to know what's going on I just have a funny feeling It's not going to be an amazing World Cup I just think it's going to be poor enough um, Like South Africa was um, But yeah, that's It's interesting There'll be more and more comes out with and uh, The fact that the Welsh FA today uh, Did you see this? They're looking for safe houses for their LGBTQ family or uh, fans. God, I'm surprised. I'm surprised anyone's actually gonna go. Like, do you know what? I'm, like, do you know what I mean? Like, safe houses. Yeah. Listen to that sentence. An IFA is having to look for safe houses for their fans to feel safe when they're at a World Cup. What? That it's not a World like, Cup then. It's, it's not. I mean, we it's, know it's not, but you, you can't. You can't give 
events like this to countries that fans from anywhere need to stay in safe houses. It's it's not it's not on. It's it's ridiculous. But they'll yes. go give it to Saudi Arabia in less than ten years time. I hope Uruguay and Argentina get it, but um or Portugal and Spain actually be nice because closer. Um, dead on me. But um yeah, look, it's an interesting one. The World Cup's about a week or so, ten days yeah. away, whenever it starts. So um yeah. Uh, don't know what we're gonna do with the Babylon yet. Uh probably might cover some of it, but we'll see. Yeah, it's like, you know, I, I think you've made a really good point there, Phil. It's just worth re-emphasizing. It's not Gary Neville covering the World Cup. It's who he's covering it for. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's the issue. And it's not like, say, Brewdog, you know, came out and they said, anyone who buys this certain drink will go to, you know, all the money from it will go to a charity that supports the workers in Qatar, whatever. Go on. Except Brewdog have the only contract to sell alcohol in Qatar. Um, so we're very happy to take Qatari government money um, in one hand and then protest against it, you know, in, in, at the other side. It's it's the hypocrisy of it. Um, I think that people that people don't like. I think it's the the worry that, you know, again, I, I understand why RT are covering. I don't like what Shea Given said because I don't think you shouldn't minimize the deaths of six and a half thousand people um, by comparing it to to you know anything that's happening in Ireland at the moment or whatever. But it's the you don't have to cover it for being sports. You don't have to take Tari money to to shoot like fancy videos from your experience in the World Cup Center and things like that. Like. You can cover this tournament in a way that's a protest. Um, like, uh, you know, this is a very different thing, but like a way a lot of the entertainment journalists covered the Eurovision in Israel. Um, very few people were happy uh, about Israel being awarded that because of all the things that are happening to the Palestinian people. But a lot of journalists covered in a way that actually highlighted, you know, a lot of the atrocities that are, that are, that are going on in Israel and things like that. So there's a way to do this. But you, now Gary Neville is not going to convince anyone in Qatar that homosexuality is perfectly normal by being on B in sports. You know that that is a cultural difference between that part of the world and our part of the world. That uh, the the appearance of a former Manchester United fullback is not going to change. Uh, and I, I, it's the fact he's trying to convince us. That that's the reason he's going. When actually the reason he's going is because BN Sports gave him more money than one of the UK broadcasters. Like, just be honest about it. Just say I was paid a fucking boatload. They backed up a truck and dumped the money onto my lawn in Manchester or wherever the fuck he lives. And just be honest about it. Because that's much easier to palate. And that's much easier to kind of um, understand, I suppose. Because, you know. There's a cost of living crisis. We all would like a few extra quid um, than this nonsense of I'm going to try and change the world. You will not change the world working for B in sports. I mean, Richard Key or Richard Keys and Andy Gray have, proved, have proven that. Um, so he, he needs to be quite honest with himself. No one like people aren't stupid. Well, some people are, but not everyone's stupid. Like, do you think B in sports are going to let him try and highlight issues in guitar? on their own sports channel. There's absolutely yeah. no chance. Yeah. There's no chance. He could pull straight off the air. There's no way he's going to be allowed to do anything like that. He's going to go out and talk about a bit of football, take his money and go home. 
uh, at the end of December. There's no way in hell he's going to go out and say all these bad things that are going on at Qatar. No way. There's, and all that money that's dumped on his lawn will just go scrape up again. Like, so he's not fooling anyone. And if, if Gary Neville's just became an absolute prick over the last 18 months or so. Honestly, he's just his views are ridiculous. And you can say he doesn't make good points, but then he goes and contradicts himself five minutes later. Yeah. It's um, I, I, I he, he had such an opportunity to, to not do that, but he did. That was the disappointing thing for me. So, look, yeah, I, I will not see it. Obviously, you don't watch being sport, but I'm sure we'll hear about it if he does try and highlight it or whatever. But he's sort of giving himself a bit of a spotlight now or it's going to be on him. People are going to expect him to do something or whatever. And I have a funny feeling Gary himself might want to move himself into politics. So, um, this is the yeah, this could be the start of a, a different career yeah. for Gary Neville, but I, I, yeah, it'll be, in the, it'll be one to watch. Yeah, um, I think I'll do it for this week, lads. I did say it was going to be a long one, so it's about an hour and 15 minutes there. Um, covered Liverpool takeover, Champions League draw, and then talked about the Qatar World Cup, which is obviously coming up very soon. Um, catch all of our stuff across Twitter and Instagram, just the Football Babble Pod. Get us on any of your podcast apps. Again, just search for Football Babble and you'll find us there. You'll see our little orange photo with all our little smiley faces. And um, get us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash football babble um, as well. And, and thanks as well. Everyone continue to donate. Anything helps. So if you want to just chuck us a pound a month, whatever, that's fine. But head over to the link and, and check it out. Um, once you've, If you've heard this podcast or when you see it on social media, let us know what you think. Any of the issues we'll talk about tonight, Get involved. We're open to all the discussions. The more the merrier. And give us your opinions on the World Cup, on Liverpool's potential sale, and obviously the Champions League draw, which we spoke about as well. Who's going to win? And and if you do, you, do you follow Steve? Do you think Liverpool are going to do the whole do it and win the whole thing? I mean, that'd be mental. Um, but yeah, we're back next week. Obviously, the last round of fixtures coming up uh, this weekend, and then uh, we're not sure what we're going to do about the World Cup yet, but we'll we'll come up with something uh, close to the time. But yeah. Thanks for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed it and speak again next week. Good luck.